Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's Pastor Marco with an encouraging word. I'd like to encourage you to open your Bibles to the book of Colossians chapter 3. Book of Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to title this message, It's All Sacred. It's all good. And if you don't know, now you know. Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to look at two verses, 16 and 17. But our main verse will be 17. But here's what the Bible says. It says, let the message about Christ in all his richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns like we just did. Spiritual songs to God with, with thankful hearts. And this is where we're going to spend some time on And whatever you do or say, tell your neighbor, whatever you do, whatever you say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Tell the other neighbor, whatever you do, whatever you say, tell your neighbor behind you, whatever means... Everything you do and everything you say, remember to do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? It's all sacred. We live in a life that's filled with departments and categories, isn't it? You are probably part of a department where you work. Aren't you part, anyone here part of a specific department where you work? Right? Some of y'all don't work. Um, <laughs> some of y'all are like, I am the department. Like, <laughs> you know. And there are different categories. I, I, I was in this dilemma a couple of weeks ago because I was trying to get something done. And I called this place. And the, the person who answered the phone says, uh, I am not sure how to answer that question, so I have to transfer you to another department. And then she transferred me to another department. The guy's like, why did she transfer you here? <laughs> like, we, I don't deal with that here. I said, sir, what do you want me to do? She told me to talk to you. He said, no, call her back and tell her not to tell you to call. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a mess. And, and, and I'm not kidding you, it's been two weeks to try to get to the right person. And then funny thing is, this week I talked to a woman, she goes, why didn't you talk to me this whole time? And I'm like, do you think I really want to put myself through all of that to get to you, for you to tell me why I didn't talk to you for the, the first time? I would have wanted to jump all those hoops and go right to you, right? But life is filled with departments and categories and lists and so on and so forth. And, and sometimes even when it comes to the things of God, we have a tendency to have departments. Have you ever heard someone say, I'm not into spiritual things? 
It's interesting because the question you got to ask that person is, are you a human being? Because if you're human, too late. You are spiritual. Right? So this is something that we have to grasp and understand this morning, that there is no such thing as a spiritual category in the Bible. Did you know this? In the Hebrew language, there's no word for spiritual. If you were to go up to Jesus, if he was walking the earth and you're like, hey, Jesus, how is your spiritual walk going? He would look at you like, what do you mean? Because for them, everything is spiritual. Why is this important? Because if you categorize a certain thing to be spiritual, that means you're saying other things are not. And then we run the the danger and risk of seeing God in just some things, but not seeing God in other things. Right? And so we have to be very careful when it comes to departments and categories because what, what we're doing is we're nullifying the, the will of God, sometimes in the presence of God, because we are not expecting to see God in those categories. Let me prove something to you. Right? Today, this morning, we already would say, like, we've sensed or we felt the presence of God. How many of you guys would say, like, I've sensed or I felt the presence of God this morning? Right? Here's what's interesting, though. God was with you last night. And he was with you on Friday. And he was with you on Thursday. Why is it that we think today we feel more God's presence? Why? Maybe it's because we came with anticipation to expect his presence. But what would happen if we begin to live life with the expectation of seeing God and feeling God and sensing God in every area and aspect of our lives? So, so it's amazing because when you read scriptures, these guys caught on very quickly that God is in whatever you do and say. Matter of fact, before this was written down in this book named Colossians, it was something that they would say to each other. It was a part of their greeting. They would talk to each other and they would never leave each other's presence without saying, hey, don't forget, whatever you do or say, remember the Lord Jesus is with you. Right? It's almost echoing what Jesus told them. Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, you're doing it unto me. What was he doing? He was trying to help them understand. Listen, God is into everything that you do. God doesn't have categories of religion or spirituality or church. No, God is God in every aspect of your life. And the more you become aware of that, the more you're going to become aware of what he's doing in every area of your life. Are you tracking so far? So it's important today we understand that all of life is sacred. We don't have sacred spaces in, in, in unsacred spaces. Yeah, come on. When we live that way, we are missing majority of what God is trying to show us or do in our lives, but also through us. Are you tracking so far? It's all sacred. The word sacred means spiritual. The word spiritual means holy. Everything that you do now as a person who understands what Jesus has done for you becomes part of your sacred living. I talked to you about this two weeks ago that God calls you his temple, right? That his presence now goes with you wherever you are. Wherever you find yourself, God is there. Like this week, you might find yourself at the purgatory, the DMV, and God is there with you in that moment he's helping to shed some stuff off of you (laughs) when you find yourself this week on that terrible you know way to boston and you you are now stuck bumper to bumper remember that god is with you in that 
moment. And a lot of times, perhaps, if we're paying attention, it's his way of slowing us down to say, are you paying attention to what I'm doing in your life? Or when you're driving and that sweet old lady is taking her time and, and you know, she's on the highway, but she's doing 25 on the highway and, and, and everything within you is losing your mind. Maybe perhaps God is saying, stop, it's, this is a sacred moment. What are you going to do with this moment? Maybe we should be praying for that old lady. Maybe we should be giving grace to that old lady. Maybe if we're more aware of God's presence, it's not just a moment, it's another sacred moment in life that God is trying to put out in our path and so a lot of times we miss it because we think God is there, but God's not here. This is really the heart of this message is to understand that God is here. Here meaning where do you find yourself? God is there. And a lot of times because we're always thinking about there, we miss here. And if God is a God of there... Whatever there is for you, it's hard to get there if you're not paying attention to here first. How many of us sit in our cubicles wishfully thinking about another job? But not understanding that the way I am handling this job is the catalyst for where I would like to go somewhere down the line. But if I don't put attention to here, I'm never going to go there. How many of us wishfully think we can find the right person to do life with, but we're wishfully thinking that person away because we're not being the person that we wish we thinking that person could be for us? I can't get there without fully submerge myself in here. There's always a pot of gold somewhere. But the problem is we're here. What do you do with here? A lot of it has to do with your worldview. How do you see God? How do you see yourself? Because they go together. I've told you, we say we believe in God, but God believes in you too. And he's saying, listen, I put you on this earth for whatever you do or say, you're doing it like you're representing me in this. Whatever you do, whatever you say, it's all sacred. There's a man named David reflecting on this reality that God is everywhere. He wrote these powerful words in Psalm 139. Watch this. It's a reflection in life. He says this. He says, you, you go, go to verse 1 first. We've got to start at 1 before we get to 5. We don't have 1. Okay, I'll read it from here. Watch this. David says, oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down. Or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home, watching Netflix. (laughs) You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Pretty awesome and scary. At the same time, right? You go before me. In other words, you're there even when I'm here. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. That's a reflection. Someone who understands everything I do is sacred because God is into every 
not just areas of my life, but every details yeah. of my life. So to label some areas spiritual is to miss God in other critical areas of life. To say that Sunday is more important than Monday is to miss what God can do on a Monday. And we truly understand this tomorrow morning is when you really begin to put this message into practice to say, wait, God is the God of Monday. And if I woke up today, he must have something for me to do and say in a way that's going to represent him and bless my life. Can you say amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor again, it's whatever. In a good way. (laughs) Think about your daily routine. We all have them. For now, maybe you got a, you, you at a point in your life, most of us, we kind of know how our week will go. Right? There's a few wild cards here and there, but for most part, you know how your Mondays usually go. You know how your Tuesdays usually go. You know your Wednesdays. You know your, your Thursdays, right? You know your Fridays. You know your Saturdays. Like, you know your routine pretty, pretty good by now, right? You're not in high school anymore where you're just like, whatever, you know? You, you kind of know your responsibilities. You kind of know what you need to get done. So think about that. Think about your daily routine of life and think about how it's all sacred. That would change things, wouldn't it? Right? Like, imagine spending eight hours at your job but believing and, and knowing that God is with you in those eight hours. That he's blessed you with a job, first of all. It may not be there, but it's here. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine the mindset, the attitude, the focus, and how you would, you would pay attention to every detail now because you're like, man, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it to represent him. And, and, and as I represent him, he's blessing my life. And whatever I'm saying, it's also a representation of him. Uh, by the way, saying it, it's not just what you say with your mouth, it's what you tweet, it, it's what you put on Instagram, and it's what you, it's what you, you know, all of that, it comes... Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth tweets. You know, like, that's, that's, that's the reality. Right? And so, can you imagine, begin to see the presence of God in those things that we have a tendency to think it's mundane. But we miss God because most of life happens in the mundane. Right? Can you imagine getting up and saying, Jesus, we're going to work. Uh, I'm going to stay right here with this face. <laughs> we're going to work, Jesus. Right? Imagine stay home mom, you're like, Jesus, we're, we're about to stay home with these babies. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, sometimes you got to say those prayers a few times until your feelings catch up to what you're saying. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to get in that car, put your seatbelt on, and be like, we're, we're about to do this, Jesus. You, you got to imagine Jesus sitting next to you. By the way, you ever seen the bumper sticker, Jesus my co-pilot? It's like, if Jesus is in the car, why are you driving? What's wrong with you? That's the problem right there. <laughs> if Jesus is in the car, it's like, yo, please, take the wheel. You know, that other, okay. Uh, but God is there. It's all sacred. Right? And I want to I wanna highlight some, some spaces in our life sometimes that, that I think is critical that we, we need to see God there because if you see God there, it enhances, 
It enhances the experience of life when you understand that God is into all these details. Starting with work. I mentioned work, which this is another reflection on the word work from a different psalmist in Psalm 90. He says, oh, Lord, God, let your sweet beauty rest upon us and give us favor. Come work with us. And then our works will endure and give us success in all we do. What an awesome prayer. Imagine you pray that every day before you get up, before you leave your house. And say, God, I'm about to go to work and I want to go with your favor. You know what happens? Coincidences will begin to happen. Some things that you thought, man, I can't, I, I don't know how to solve this. Why? All of a sudden the Holy Spirit will begin to download wisdom and grace and strength. You know, the people that you thought, oh, I can't deal with these people. And the Holy Spirit begin to say, yeah, but how about you see them the way I see them? My friends, your workplace is sacred. You know why it's sacred? Because you're there. You're the temple. You're the, you're the one that brought the presence of God to your workplace. See, it's a lot of times we're like, God, I want you to do something on my job. God's like, I'm waiting on you. I'm with, you're the temple. You, you missed the point. You're the one that's going to bring my presence into your workplace. Here's another area, area of finances, right? It's a big part of life. We need money, right? And, and we get stressed and worried and frustrated and, you know, all kinds of stuff happens to us because we're not including God in that part of our lives. Let me give you one example of that. Scripture says this about money. Look, the earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. Talk about perspective. How do you see money? Because he says here, like, the, if you're a godly person, money is just going to come to enhance your life. It doesn't define your life. Money is a great resource, but it's a terrible God. Right? When you worship money, it's, 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 you're basically squandering it. How awesome is it that God says, listen, together you guys can do some amazing things if you just come and see me enhance this thing in your life. How cool is it that, that he blesses to work and we're able to bless his work on earth when we have the right perspective of where money is supposed to be in our lives. That's why sometimes we're in church, but we're stressed. Why? Because we're worshiping money as opposed to understand that it's an enhancement. It's a great resource, but it's a terrible God because he will make you bow down to all the wrong things. But how about you invite God into your finances? Like if you own a business, how about you start by inviting God with you in, into your finances? If, you, if you're having a hard time finding a job, how about you inviting God into your finances? Because, you know, the Bible says that if you can't trust you a little, how can he give you more? So you got to learn to trust God with your finances where you are right now, not, not when you're there. Because we always say that, right? When I'm there, then I will... That's the wrong approach. I'm here. I'm going to honor God here and trust that he's going to take me there, whatever there is for you. But let, let, me, let, me, let me highlight some other spaces in life. How about this space? How about learning to rest? A lot of our lives are so chaotic because we don't rest. And you know what? The rest is actually a commandment. I pulled this from the Ten Commandments, guys. 
God's like, I command you to rest. Because <laughs> he knows like, you won't rest. Right? Look at this. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath and set it apart as holy. Even rest is sacred. Right? There's a, now, now, when I say that, because we have selective hearing, there's, there's laziness, then there's rest. If you don't know the difference, you're lazy. <laughs> can, we just, can we just be honest? Because some people have flipped this verse. I, I work one day and I'll rest six. And then you wonder why your finances are not blessed. Right? So, so let's take things into the right context. God's saying, like, no, there's a time to rest. And you know what, what, what's powerful about rest? Like we're doing today. You're resting. I'm not. But <laughs> what's powerful about rest is, is the reality that I am saying I have a God. I don't have to work 80, 120 hours a week because I know who is the source of all my blessings. I can stop because tomorrow my life will continue in his blessings, in his will, in his power, in his purpose. I don't have to work every single day of the week. You ever heard people say that? Like, if I don't do who will? It's like, well, you are your own God then. My friends, understand this morning, the opposite of faith is self. It's either God is on or I'm on. So anytime you find yourself stressed, worry, anxious, frustrated, ask the question, who's on? Because, there are, yes, life is going to bring frustrations and stress and worries, but it's up to me to how either I'm going to tackle those things with my own strength and power, or I'm going to say, God, your will be done. Like, I trust you, and I know that you're faithful. I'm going to rest in you. By the way, by the way, by, by the, way the word rest does not mean I don't do anything. The word rest means that I've done what I know I can't do, and I trust that God's going to do what only he can do in the situations and circumstances of my life. So learn to rest. You know, we, we went away for a few days. It's funny because my wife knows me, and she's like, uh, so are you, are you good? Because she knows, like, my mind just doesn't stop. She knows, like, three days in, she goes, you ready to go back? Because <laughs> she knows I love to work. I love to do my but But I have to force myself to rest. Because rest is not just about physical labor. It's about your mind, which we'll get into in this next series. A lot of times, it's not the physical labor that's getting to us. It's the physical, it's the mental labor that hasn't shut down to trust God. Come on, are you tracking so far today? We must learn to see that rest is sacred. So when you go home today, tell your kids, I'm having a sacred moment. It's me, Jesus, and Netflix. So go get your own meals. Mom's resting right now. You know, honestly, though, I've told this to my wife because, you know, trying to raise five kids under the age of 12 is, is, you know, it's a blessing. But I've told her this many times because she's, she, she wants everything to be, you know, in order, put together. And then on top of the kids, there's me. Uh, but once in a while, you know what I tell her? I said, look, everybody's safe. Everybody ate today. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, the house looked like the hurricane went through it. 
But guess what? We're blessed to be in this situation and circumstance. So let's rest. So I tell her, leave the dishes. Let's go watch The Office. Because <laughs> that's next. You've got to see God in laughter. My friends, I think this is a big part of life. We've got we to gotta laugh more. It's healthy to laugh more, my friends. Okay. Look. Look at this. The Bible says, a cheerful heart is good medicine. How good is that? Some of you, you don't need antidepressants. You need to laugh. That's the medicine you need. You need to laugh more. You know, I got to tell myself this often. It's one of my favorite quotes. I have to say this out loud. Take God seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. You need to laugh a little bit. Tell your neighbor, come on, start laughing for no reason. Just start laughing. I'm telling you, I am convicted by this. I think Christians sometimes are way too serious. Way too serious. I'm preaching to myself. Way too serious. We take everything so serious. Like we are the ones who are going to save the world. If I don't do it, who will? You're clearly going to have a heart attack soon. So it's not you either. How about we rest in Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith? How about we laugh a little more? Let me tell you something. Some of you Christians, you need to stop watching TBN. Stop watching The Office. All right? Stop. Stop with the podcast. Stop with preacher after preacher after preacher. You need a comedian in there. I'm telling you. Comedians are the best preachers in the world. I love pre- comedians, man. They're, they teach me to preach. Only comedians can take things so seriously and make them so crazy. You're like, how are we laughing about that? It's perspective, my friends. Seriously, though, like, I pray. Like, I was thinking about this, convicted. I'm like, why are we so serious? Who is God? Why is it that some people who don't believe in God are happier than we are? And then we go, well, that's because they don't know. Yeah, maybe ignorance is bliss in this. I'll take that. My friends, can we laugh a little more? It's medicine for the soul. I'm telling you, this week, some of y'all, find a comedy show and just go. And you're like, yeah, but what if they say crazy things? Well, they're going to say crazy things. Did it make you laugh? (laughs) Who invented laughter? If you go back to the Bible and you read it with this perspective, it's funny. (laughs) Like Jesus was hilarious. Somehow our religious mind just made him... Like this crazy, weird robot that doesn't do anything wrong, doesn't say anything wrong. Like, like there's a man named Elijah who is a prophet. He's in the middle of a battle with these 400 prophets. Who is God? And Elijah is making fun of them. Go read it. They were like, ah, we're going to see who is God today. Whoever God sends fire from heaven is God. And, and they started, Elijah's like, I'll let you go first. It's a rap battle. 
and they were doing their thing. You know, they were so, like, they, they were cutting themselves, trying to somehow make their God do something. You know what Elijah said in the middle of battle? He's like, y'all need to be louder. Your God must be in the bathroom. I didn't make this up. This is a prophet, a man of God. Making fun. Right? Why? Because maybe he knows. I know it's not about me. I know who's in control. When I pray, he listens. And so I'm just going to chill and let God be God and I'll be me. I'm telling you, that releases so much. You know, people ask me, how do you guys do it? How do you do it? You know, how do you do it with five kids and run church with a thousand people? Uh, we're not God. And I have to preach this to myself often. You know, with this building thing, it's a lot, man. Trust me, it's a lot. I can go there. And I did go there. That's why God's like, come on, we need, put that in the message. You need to laugh more. Put that in there. And let's talk about it. Come on. Some of y'all that still don't believe me, tell your neighbor a funny joke right now. Just, if you have a joke, just tell them real quick. Just, we're taking a break. Tell your neighbor a joke. A priest, a rabbi, a pastor went to a bar. Um, tell, tell them that joke. Got to laugh more. We got to see God in every aspect of life. Life is challenging, isn't it? Life's tough. But could it be sometimes we're making it worse? Could it be that we don't need the devil to do anything? Sometimes I think we're blaming the devil for stuff he's not even doing. I think he's over there going, man, I didn't even do anything. I think our minds are so consumed with fear, which we'll talk about. Did you know this? You were only born with two fears. The fear of, of falling, right? And the fear of loud noise. That's all you were born with. Psychologists prove that. They said every other fear you learned. That's a preview for next week. Right? So we got to laugh more. Amen? But, but God is into every space. And I want to show you another space that's sacred. Sometimes we don't think about it. But sex is sacred. Ooh. Look how quiet it got. I'm, I'm going to take this moment in. Oh, who invented sex? God did. Look what he says about sex being sacred. Watch this. Look, there's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as a physical act. Fact. As written in scripture, the two become one. Physical, spiritual. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. The kind of sex that can never become one. There's a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. These bodies that were made for God-given, God-modeled love, for becoming one with one another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? temple, the place of the Holy Spirit. Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Come on, somebody. How awesome is that? Even that is sacred. And when he's done the way that he intended, it's, 
it's a blessing. It blesses you. And it blesses the other person. Because remember, whatever I say or do, it's not just about me, but it's about others. Right? How awesome is that? That there's not an area that God doesn't cover and say, I will bless it if you allow me to show you how sacred it is. Are you with me? Come on, don't get, don't get quiet on me because we're talking about sex. Now, let's talk a little bit about our words. Because he says, it's not just what you do, it's what you say. Right? Let's talk a little bit about our words. Your words carry weight. Carries power. Right? Your words are so powerful that the Bible says there's life and death in the power of your words. The whole universe was created by God's words. God spoke the universe into existence. Understand the power of that. What he's saying is, I created you with the same ability to create things. Your vocabulary could either be creating or destroying. So your words are powerful, right? Moms who spend a lot of time with little kids, your words are powerful. You are shaping your kids with what you're saying every day. Husbands, your words are powerful. You are shaping your wives. Vice versa, wives, your, your words are powerful. Bosses, your words are powerful. The way you address your employees. Employees, your words are powerful, even when your boss is not around. We have to see the power of our words. It's so powerful. Look what Jesus said about words. Like, it's really powerful. Look, Jesus said, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. That's powerful. Every word he says you have to give an account for. Right? So I can't just be throwing words around like it's nothing. Because my words carry weight. Right? We all have been victim of bad words. All of us. You know, the reality is the reason why we have so many mind battles is oh, we're all broken. And when we're broken and we don't realize we're broken, we break other people. That's the reality. And a lot of times we do it with our words. That's why I said that we represent him not just in person, but on social media too. Our words carry weight. And he says, I want you to represent me on this earth. With not what you say, but what you do. But usually, think about this, right? Usually, if you're doing something worth doing but your words are not matching it, you're overruling what you're doing. They got to go together. Right? We know, we all have heard the saying, like, don't, don't, just, don't just, you know, talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. But the problem is, sometimes if you're walking, but you're talking, is different. There's a contradiction there. And a lot of times, the mind battle starts with our thinking that is coming out of our mouth. So he says, listen, every word is important. He says, I, I want you in whatever you're saying to honor me. Now think about this. In order for that to be a reality, I have to know who I'm representing. This is not a God who is out to get me. 
This is not, oh my gosh, if I say something crazy, he's going to send me to hell. No, no. You missed the point. First, you've got to know who you're representing. You're representing a loving God who loves you, who is for you, who cares about you, and cares about how others are being perceived through you. And he cares about his image being represented well. So you have to see it that way first. Because if not, then you're going to be like, I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to say anything wrong. No, no. It's, 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 think about this. This is so good. I hope you catch this. The more I'm focused on doing right, the less I will do wrong. See, too many of us approach life from, I don't want to do anything wrong. That's the wrong perspective. I think this, I think the more I'm, I'm in focus on doing God's will, the less I'm going to be doing other things. The more I'm like, I don't want to do anything wrong, the more I find myself focusing on the things that I'm doing wrong. Come on, this is a good word. Right? Too many people live like that, defensively. I don't think we're called to be defensively. I think our words are meant to be weapons of offense. To bless, to speak life, to speak blessings, encouragement, healing, restoration, power, affirmation. That's what it's supposed to be about. And I know none of us bat a thousand, we know that. But let's step up to the plate and say today, whatever I say, I want to bless. Whatever I say, I want to heal. Whatever I say, I want to bring the kingdom of God to this conversation. That will change a lot of things, people. Don't you agree? So there's no such thing as this area is spiritual. No, it's all spiritual. It's all sacred. When I approach it that way, then I'm inviting God into every area and aspect of my life. And now I'm going to start thinking, God, is this the best way to say that? Because, you know, there's a thousand ways to say something. Sometimes we just got to wait enough for the Holy Spirit to say, okay, that one. (laughs) And sometimes when we don't hit it, he says, ah, not that one. You ever ever get that zing from the Holy Spirit? I'm a preacher, man. I get it all the time. Pray for me. (laughs) The Holy Spirit's like, uh, eh. (laughs) Like, ah, I got another service to do. I'm just venting. It's all sacred. My prayer is when you get up tomorrow morning, you see your life as a sacred temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm not responsible for anybody else's words but mine. I'm not responsible for anybody else's actions but mine. I'm not responsible for whatever other people are doing, but I am responsible for what I'm doing. And what I'm saying, and I want to do it to represent Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. Can you say amen? Come on, let's stand together. Let's pray. You can go ahead and throw that last slide up. Look, it's all sacred. There's no compartments. It's all physical and spiritual. You are a fusion of a physical and spiritual being. You can't separate them. When you separate them, you, you, you died. Remember that. God is here and there. So I don't have to always be wishing about there. I have to be fully here. Be fully present in every moment. One of the ways that God teaches me this is through my kids. You know, my kids now have a thing that they say to me every time we're getting down to play. 
know what the first thing they say to me? Dad, no phones. <laughs> You're talking about the Holy Spirit. <sighs> no phones, because they know, Dad, you're not fully here. That's the first thing they say to me now. Get down to play with Legos. Dad, no phones. Aye, I got it. <laughs> Be fully present. It goes by fast. Parents, they tell me it goes by, it goes by, it really does. It goes by really, really fast. Next thing you know, they want to drive. And you're like, I want, I want the Legos back. I want all the Legos back. I have plenty of time. Right? We represent Jesus. How awesome is that? What a privilege to say, man, I'm here on this life to represent Jesus. That's awesome. Would you pray with me? Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Father, we, we want you to confirm this word in our hearts that you are the God of all circumstances and situations and every area of our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that there is a new focus that's coming over us. That we begin to see you in every area. We begin to see you as the Lord of our lives, our work, our home, at the gym. Wherever we find ourselves, Lord, we know it's sacred because we are your temple. So Holy Spirit, I pray we invite you into our workplace. We invite you into our finances. We invite you, Lord, into every area of our lives. God, even the way we view sex, we invite you there. We pray, Lord, help us to represent you well. We invite you into our mouth. I pray you anoint our tongue to speak life, to bless and our curse. Anoint us, Lord, to be prophetic to be filled with wisdom, to be your people. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.